All right, so here's episode three. Um, it's been a few weeks, been hella busy. Um, just haven't got a chance to go on here. I've actually tried to record an episode a couple of different times, and I guess the downside of doing this on your phone is that people call or text and it messes up the podcast. So probably need to figure out how to do this on my computer. But <clears throat> anyway, this is actually my second time tonight starting to do this one because someone called in the middle. So here goes. Um, I didn't really want to go straight to the sexual side of things um, in this podcast. Um, I wanted to try to avoid that for a little while at least, Um, but I guess really it is an important piece of my kind of journey into my gayness, if you could say. Um, My first sexual experience um, started when I was nine years old, actually. Um, My mom had a close friend who um, had been married before, had been remarried now to a pastor, and so her son um, from her first marriage um, was about four or so years older than me. So I was nine, he was maybe 12 or 13 at the time. Um, And a few years before that, when he was a little bit younger, we might have played around a little bit with my sister and stuff, just like out in the yard or whatever, but... <clears throat> not really a close friend, which, you know, I kind of talked about in episode one that I kind of lacked that male bond piece um, my whole life. So we weren't really close, um, but <clears throat> when I was nine, um, we'd been swimming, uh, me, him, my sister, and um, she'd gotten out of the pool already. It was dark. We had, were getting out of the pool, and we went inside to change clothes. And I'm not sure if <clears throat> we were going to be hanging out at with each other for a bit because our parents were doing something or my mom was doing something, his parents were doing something or whatever. But it was just two of us uh, in the bedroom, started changing clothes. And like I said, he was a couple years older than me. And when we were getting undressed, he, I don't know, just out of the blue, asked me if I ever jerked off. And of course, I had no idea what he was talking about. Um, And so I told him no. And he said, really, you want me to show you? And I was like, sure and so he proceeded to start jerking off in front of me and that was my first sexual experience um it definitely opened up a whole new world of things for sure um i started playing around with myself more um and he and i started playing around with each other um pretty regularly um we over at his house usually we sneak upstairs to his room which we never used to do but now we are and we would kind of go up in his room and kind of climb up he had like a bunk bed situation going on so we climb up in like the top bunk and we would kind of just be fooling around a little bit um mostly just touching um stroking each other um a little bit of oral stuff nothing like full-blown oral sex but you know some kissing licking type of things happening kind of just doing what kids do when they're young and stupid and exploring right um he obviously knew more than i did at nine um he actually had two older half-brothers um, that lived with his dad um, and now realized that his dad was actually gay. Um, um, I guess you know, when I was younger, it didn't really all kind of connect, but his dad was gay and he had two older brothers who were you know, late high school, maybe early college age um, at that point. Um, I never was really around them, but I knew they were out, they existed, you know, whatever. And so I don't know where he kind of got started, if it was with his brothers or just 
seeing stuff at his dad's house. I don't know. Um, but he kind of opened up that door for me. And um, I think definitely that plays a part in my eventual kind of realizing um, I'm gay um, was because of that experience, obviously. Um, and it kind of goes back to that nature versus nurture idea of were you born gay or did you, you know, some product of your environment become gay? And I said this, you know, earlier in the episode that, you know, I don't want to start an argument about that. Um, I can only speak for my own experience. And for me, I feel like it's a combination of both. Um, I think not having a male figure in my life that was kind of a um, kind of example of maleness, um, that when I had this kind of experience with him and had a chance to really kind of connect with somebody and say bond with somebody and it was through a sexual experience. Um, I definitely think that combination of things, um, kind of helps me be where I am. Um, I think I kind of, you know, project my need and want and desire for a male relationship into a kind of sexual connotation a little bit. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, that definitely is something I have thought about for a while, um, is that me being attracted to guys was maybe partially that I was attracted to guys and partially my desire to have a male relationship, a male bond. And that was probably my one true first male relationship. And since it was of sexual nature, I think that impacts, you know, what I look for now as a male friend and as a sexual kind of situation. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll explore that a little bit more, but, uh, so, um, he and I fooled around a little bit again, just kind of doing what kids do. Um, for a year and a half, maybe two years, don't really remember kind of that time, how long that lasted. Uh, it lasted for a little bit, but not forever. Um, eventually, his stepdad got um, a new congregation, um, and they moved. And um, so we kind of didn't see them as much. Um, also, at that point, he was you know getting older, 14, 15, or whatever, um, and was definitely more interested in girls. Um, we can alter that in a minute, but anyway, so he moved away and then it was just kind of me on my own. Obviously I was very, um, intrigued and wanted to continue, um, that self-exploration, that pleasure. And of course, the closer I got to puberty, the more, um, fun, the more maybe obsessed I became with it. Um, I remember just again, kind of that awakening time that, I was, you know, actually starting puberty and everything just made you so horny all the time, obviously. Uh, we've all <laughs> been through that. Um, didn't take much. Um, I remember, uh, you know, trying to see like naked girls and guys on TV, like HBO late at night or something like that, creeping around watching that. I remember watching um, like those talk sex shows that used to be on, I think, uh, was it HBO? It was Dr. Sue and... Um, Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, those kind of things happening. And I just remember listening to that just cause it's like sex was something that was just such a turn on, um, in general. Um, I remember as a kid going to like, you know, Walmart or wherever and hitting up the underwear aisle and just looking at the packages and the sexy guys on there. And so, 
you know, at that point, I think, you know, obviously, I was realizing that I was attracted to guys. Again, I think that's a combination of factors that led to that. But, um, oh, yeah. Um, I remember kind of being to a point where I was like, you know, go to the bathroom, public bathroom, just hoping to kind of get a glimpse of someone. And some of that was just kind of a desire to see, like, hey, what, what does a man look like? You know, what should I look like? What am I going to look like kind of idea? Because I didn't have that. I didn't have a male around that I could look at and say, wow, that's what a man, you know, looks like. And whether that's just no- normal and natural um, or more of a sexual idea um, with that, having that male at home. Um, I definitely remember, like I said, going to public bathrooms, just trying to peek at people and just kind of see what was going on. Um I got to be ridiculous enough that my mom made comments about why did, every time we go in a store, you're going to the bathroom type of thing. She probably should have figured something out a long time ago, to be honest. Um, so, <laughs> um, you know, just that time of awakening, that prepubescent into puberty time and just kind of being, um, searching for that kind of sexual gratification, but also searching for that, you know, idea of what, how I should act, what I should be as a man, how I should, you know, this sounds weird when I say this, but like, how do guys stand in the bathroom and take a piss? Um, I'm not into piss play, by the way. Um, but, um, you know, I didn't have someone to, to learn things like that from. I, I think that's weird. I'm sorry. That's kind of awkward to say, but, you know, just learning how to be a man. And so, I started just kind of absorbing that anywhere I could and just, you know, like I said, from just the way you carry yourself to the way you act, the way you talk, um, I was hungry for that um, because I didn't have that anywhere else. Um, so a little bit more about my friend. After he moved away, um, we ended up going to visit them. You know, we would see him often. He would be gone. I said he was older. He wasn't into, you know, fooling around anymore with me. Um, he definitely was a little more sexual active with girlfriends and things. Um, if we were at his house and he wasn't there, um, we went to visit or whatever, I'd sneak up to his room and kind of just poke around, not being nosy or whatever. Um, and, um, you know, found like love letters from his girlfriends, like their underwear that he kept in a box, things like that. So I knew, you know, he was being sexually active with girls. And um, it wasn't that I was jealous, but it was just like that was, you know, he was my idea of what I should be like. And so um, kind of like just trying to learn, I guess, from him. I don't know if that makes sense. But anyway, so um, yeah, so nine, you know, 10, 11, those years, my first sexual experience. And then he moved away and it was kind of just me um, trying to still, still sneak some porn or, you know, things like that. Whatever I could do, like I said, the underwear aisle, et cetera. Um, and that was it. Um, I didn't have any other sexual experiences until um, I was 18. Now, I was, of course, jerking off a lot, <laughs> all the time. Um, any spare moment, uh, for sure. Um, I remember, like, sitting in the back of the car. My mom running in the grocery store somewhere. My sister going with her, and I'd be sitting in the back of the car jerking off in the parking lot at, like, Walmart or the grocery store or whatever. Um, just because I was alone, and I had a chance to pull my dick out and play with it. And, you know... Again, we you probably all you know live that life as well. Understand how that kind of just takes over when you're that age. But um, so yeah, all through 
elementary, uh, middle, high school, um, no sexual experiences um, until I was in college. And so I told you um, earlier on that I went to a small uh, Bible college um, to get my education. And so my freshman year, um, I went to school about two hours away from home. Um, and I would go back home, you know, the first year as a freshman, I went home like every other weekend, right? At least the first semester I was going back home a lot. Um, again, I didn't really have that many friends at college, uh, again, lacking those male bonds I talked about. So I went home quite a bit, um, go home, do laundry, all that shit. Um, but I also get my haircut. And so I've been getting my haircut, um, from the same guy since I was probably, you know, middle school. So five or six years, um, been going to the same guy to get my hair cut. And it was this guy that my grandmother went to. Um, so he was more of like a beauty parlor type I'd set up, I guess. Um, but I'd go get my hair cut there, whatever. Um, I knew he was gay. Um, you know, he obviously was gay. Um, but he'd been in the army and stuff. And he'd talk about that sometimes or whatever. And um, whatnot. Well, so it was maybe you know, sometime in the winter. So I'd been home a couple of, you know, I've been away for a couple of months. Was coming home um, for a weekend, maybe December, maybe January. I'm not sure when, I know it was cold. Um, so I was coming home for the weekend and I decided I needed a haircut. And so I had called my grandmother to see if she could get me in. Um, I was gonna come home on, you know, Friday night. I didn't know if I could get a haircut on like on Saturday. And um, so she called me back and was like, yeah, he can fit you in on Saturday, but, you know, Saturday's a busy day for him. So if you want to get your hair cut, he said he'd come in early and do it like at like 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, you know, shit, who wants to get up on a Saturday like that? But I was like, yeah, I can get up, get my hair cut, and then, you know, go back to bed. I'll be lazy on Saturday or whatever. So that was the plan. Um, went home that weekend, got home, like I said, Friday night or so. Um, Saturday morning, got up nice and early and went up to get my haircut. Um, so of course we get there and there's no one else there but me and him. Um, he, like I said, he was coming in early, um, to fit me in, um, before his regular kind of Saturday rush stuff and, um, cuts my hair. And then he was like, you know, it's really cold outside. Why don't you run out and start your car and then let it warm up and come back in. I want to show you something. I said, okay. So I ran out there. Um, started the car. And again, you know, I've been getting my hair cut with this guy by, for, like I said, five or six years now at least. Um, so come back in. He's like, sit down over here. So I'm back and sat down in the chair. And he pulls out this kind of fit, weird thing looking. Um, it was kind of like a 19, probably 70s head massager. So it's kind of like this big plastic box that kind of went on the back of your hand with a strap that went kind of over your palm. So you kind of strapped this thing to your hand and then it plugged up to the wall. And when you turned it on and you know, the box was kind of like a vibrator type thing. So it was making your hand shake. And so then he started just kind of rubbing his hand through my hair, kind of like giving me like a head massage and like kind of neck massage. And you, you can kind of guess where it goes from there. Um, he worked his way down um, until he was, you know, uh, touching me. And, uh, of course I didn't make him stop. Um, he said, uh, you know, asked how that felt. Of course, you know, he could tell I was enjoying it. I mean, if you're getting some type of vibration on your, on your junk, you're going to enjoy it, whether, <laughs> you know, you really want it or not, which like I said, I didn't stop him. I was, you know, an adult at this point. Um, 
he did make the comment that he'd wanted to do this for a long time. So I could tell he, you know, had been kind of waiting, I guess, till I was of legal age. Um, and so he's there, you know, grabbing my dick. Of course, I'm getting excited. And he said, why don't we uh, go back here in the back room? And so we did. Uh, off to this little side room where he had like a washer and dryer area, whatever. Um, and proceeded to give me a blowjob. Um, so that was my first, I guess, real sexual experience, right? That suffered as a kid. A lot of that was just playing around, exploring, experimenting. But this was my first real um, sexual experience. Um, him giving me a blowjob there in his little side room at the ass crack of dawn on a Saturday morning. Um, of course, you know, I lasted for all about a minute. <laughs> um, and we finished up and he asked how I was. I said, I'm okay. And he said, are you sure? And I said, sure. Um, didn't really know what to say. Um, at that point, um, he kind of gave me a little hug or something and I left. Um, and to be honest with you, um, I legit kind of freaked the fuck out. Um, um, this is going to sound like I was molested or something like that. And I wasn't, like I said, I could have definitely stopped him. I didn't. Um, I totally went along with it, but you see on movies and stuff where people, after they've been like sexually assaulted, they kind of just feel like dirty or whatever. And so like people, you know, go shower and end up cleaning off all the evidence and stuff. Well, um, on the way home, like I said, I was kind of freaking out a little bit and I did feel a little bit dirty. Um, I felt wrong. Um, not because he did something I didn't want to happen, but just the, the fact that it was me and another guy, um, that felt wrong. And a lot of that kind of goes back to, again, my kind of Christian upbringing and the fact that I was at Bible college at the time when this happened. And, um, I just didn't know how to deal with that. And so I kind of had that feeling of I'm dirty, I'm gross. And so I remember I went home and showered immediately. Um, like I said, just that kind of cleanse yourself off a little bit. Um, I was very overwhelmed, I think, because obviously I enjoyed it, um, but it was definitely um, something I kind of thought I shouldn't have done. Um, and I guess I kind of just came to terms with it a little bit. Um, obviously, this whole time I've been jerking off, so I mean, I was, you know, the whole orgasm climax situation I had been experiencing for a long time, but I'd never been with really someone else you know as a kid when I was fooling around with my friend I didn't really ever you know come at that point I was too young um but with him you know there was a real sexual experience and you know like I said lots of feelings lots of knowing not knowing what to do with that and so I went back to school whatever fast forward to the spring um I remember coming home, and I think my grandmother had called me and was like, hey, whatever, I'm not going to tell his name, but I called and said, one day if you wanted to get a haircut, you're going to be here. I think it was like spring break, maybe. And I was like, sure. And she's like, okay, he's going to squeeze you in again in the morning. Well, obviously, at that point, I knew um, what he was setting up, you know, setting up for us to be there alone in the early morning, no one to be there. Um, and I agreed because... You know, like I said, it felt good and it was not something that, you know, the shock and everything had worn off. And by this point, I'm like, yeah, let's do it again type thing, you know. 
So I agreed to it. Um, then I remember the morning of, so I got up early, was going to drive up there, and I think I kind of had a semi, you know, small panic attack um, before going because I wanted to go, but I didn't want to go. I knew what was going to happen. I knew that I didn't want to say no to it, but also I knew that I shouldn't be doing it. And so um, I kind of freaked out. And, you know, I told my grandma, I was like, I'm really lightheaded. I don't know that I should drive. And she's like, it's okay. I'll drive you up there. <laughs> so I tried. I tried to avoid the situation. And, but she was like, no, I'll drive you up there. I was already, you know, it's really early in the morning, blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, 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 I'll, you know, I'll drive you. She was already up. So she proceeds to drive me up to the salon. And I, you know, it was definitely a surprise for him when I got there with her. We kind of walked in together and, you know, you could kind of tell he was disappointed. And I just kind of said, yeah, I was really light. I didn't know if I should drive all blah, blah, blah. And so I get in the chair. She sits down. And she's looking at a magazine or whatever. And then she says, you know, ask what time the pharmacy, if he knows what time the pharmacy, that's like, you know, down the street opens up. And he said, I think it opens up at like whatever time. And she's, oh, I'm going to try to run down. I have a couple of prescriptions I need to pick up and blah, blah, blah. And so she left me. And so my plan of not being alone, um, my plan of avoiding the situation without me having to really say yes or no to something um, backfired and she left. And so mid haircut, um, he, you know, he starts up, he reaches underneath the little gown, grabs my crotch and uh, it's on at that point. Uh, we go back to the back room and uh, he gives me another blowjob. And again, I didn't really know how to respond, what to do, uh, what to say to that. Um, we finished up. We got back out in the chair, finishing cutting my hair as my grandmother kind of pulled back in. And I was just like, what the hell just happened? Um, so again, I freaked out again. Um, probably a little worse the second time. Um, and I actually never went back and saw him again. And kind of now at this point, I'm kicking myself because I'm like, what else could have happened? Um, you know, I could have had a lot more sexual experiences. You never know. Um if I'd have kind of gone down that road a little bit sooner, um, where I would be now. Um, but like I said, it freaked me out and I just knew in the future that that feeling of shame, I guess, afterwards, I didn't want to experience. And so I never went back to get my hair cut again. Um, you know, talking about like, Oh, that's just too much trouble to come home and do it. I'll get it done here in town you know, when I was at school or whatever, I just started going to like, you know, one of those walk-in places, um, to get my hair cut. So, um, we're at, <laughs> let's see, uh, about 23 minutes. So that was my first, uh, kind of two sexual experiences, my sexual experience as a kid. And then my first real sexual experience as technically an adult or, um, encounters because it was more than once, but, um, I think we'll stop there. Um, there's obviously some more. Um, uh, like I said, I avoid him, but couldn't avoid all sexual stuff um, forever, right? So um, we'll pick up kind of with that in our next episode. Um, yeah, like I said, try not to make this a sexual thing, but I definitely think, again, that's kind of part of part of my journey. Um, that first, those first experiences, and like I said, kind of avoiding the road that I was on kind of set me back, I guess, a few more years when it comes to
kind of finally owning who and what I am. So, thanks for listening. Again, I think there's like maybe one or two people that actually listen to this. Um, it's more for myself. More is kind of therapy for me. Um, but if you're out there listening, uh, thanks. Hopefully, it. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll catch you next time.